Welcome to the Old Soul, New Soul Astrology Podcast. Robert Glasscock, Thomas Miller here, and we are continuing in this episode. This ongoing series, we're going to be working our way through the 12 signs. Robert, I don't know the way we're going here. We might get done by the end of 2023. <laughs> <laughs> and that's pushing it. Yeah, we're getting them in there as we uh, as we work through here. And we're going to talk about the fourth zodiacal sign, Cancer. Ooh, the secrets of the soul in Cancer. <laughs> Robert. This is a fascinating one as far as secrets go. You know, Cancer and the Crab. Uh, it's a perfect metaphor in a way because they have an exoskeleton. Their their hard shell is on the outside, but inside they are ruled by the moon, which is the most fluid and emotional and changeable sign that there is just about. So what do cancers secretly fear? Well, it may not seem like very much, but one of the things that they fear is miscommunications and a fear of being misunderstood. So in reaction to this secret fear, they can sometimes verbalize what are very complex and sensitive feelings. Or they're trying to, but that's hard to do, to verbalize complex feelings in an environment and a world that wants objectivity and logic and facts and reason over emotions. So they, as a result, can talk too much or over-explain themselves or digress endlessly when trying to make a point. Uh, trying to make sure that they're understood because they secretly sense that this is an issue for them, how to communicate what they're feeling and to do it without uh, coming across and being domineering or controlling or or defensive or, or angry. Or sometimes they can't even just close up, just shut down and refuse to engage at all and huff off. Or another reaction when they feel like they're not being clear or that they're misunderstood is just to seem to be withdrawn or shy even. So to people who are, uh, oh, air signs, say more rational and fact-based and scientific or intellectual types, Cancerians uh, gut level opinions may be full of holes or, or uh, reveal unconscious prejudice even. And Cancerians get really upset when other people poke holes in their contradictions or their denials. Another area of miscommunications, this theme here, is gossip that can get Cancerians in a lot of trouble. Even though gossip is sensational, it is hearsay and it's unreliable and it's prone to alterations each time it's passed on. So that too much gossip spinning around in uh, a Cancerian's brain can lead to confusion and uncertainty and mistaken assessments of people in situations. So when you dive down into this miscommunications thing at heart, Cancerians can secretly develop a fear of going crazy in street terms 
and this is a metaphor, and but sometimes it's quite real. They have a hyperactive inner mind and imagination that is constantly, consciously and unconsciously ruminating on their hopes or their fears or the possibilities of this or that happening. And it extremes with all that going on internally underneath that shell, they really may fear that they are losing their mind. And in fact, they may have issues like attention deficit disorder or bipolarity or borderline personality disorder to contend with, or they may come from parents who have heightened dysfunctionalities, which ironically is why Cancerians can make excellent psychotherapists, uh, physicians, teachers, counselors, or enjoy success in fields that serve the public, like restaurants and nightclubs and hospitality sectors and retail and so on. So that's their secret fear. So one of the things that we've continued through this theme is also identifying and locating Pisces related to the sign that we're discussing. So if we're talking about cancer, we go back to the what house? Ninth house? Pisces would be Pisces? on the ninth, right, in relation to cancer. Uh, okay, right. all right. So one of the just uh, a cookbook technique is wherever you have Pisces by house position on house cusp, there will be secrets involving those areas. Uh, it can be real secrets or it can be, for, for example, I have Pisces on my third house of siblings. I have a stepbrother, you know, by, by my dad's second wife's husband so pisces can show that kind of hidden component if you will and so if you're talking about cancers and, and secrets and you have pisces on the ninth house which is the higher mind by nature they are meant to be acquainted with pretty deeply spiritual or religious or philosophical uh, collective issues in this life but because they are so security oriented they tend to focus on wanting to get a secure home established a secure job and a source of income established because they're constantly trying unconsciously to maintain security in an ever-changing world and with pisces on the ninth inwardly they have a natural affinity for uh, all those areas I mentioned, including astrology and psychology, but also uh, the spiritual side of life, the pre-physical, non-physical, imaginative side of life or imaginative side of life, uh, which sometimes the imagination and things like past life bleed-throughs seem to be somewhat the same thing. So all of that can be confusing to Pisces secretly, which is why, uh, because they are they want to be so responsible to their own security and those that they love, that basically everything outside of that appears to be threatening on some level. So they feel unconsciously under threat a lot outside of this family and this nest and this this womb that they construct for themselves. And because of that, uh, they can get confused between these, oh, 
arty sides of life to things like imagination and spirituality and metaphysics versus the practical side of life when in fact the two things should go together that real life and metaphysics and spirituality are absolutely connected how you believe about these higher things pretty much determines how you live and therefore what happens to you so it's that pisces mutability that they fear losing losing themselves losing their stability losing their security and that tends to color everything that they feel and think and do and you know i have a friend who is a cancer who is going through i mean he's lost his business he lost his family his wife filed for divorce it's like the whole thing is crumbling, and I'm watching exactly as you're describing as he is trying to grasp onto something now, a buoy if he were floating around in the lake to just try to grab onto some kind of security as his world has basically been dismantling. Yeah, it's, uh, it's to me, Thomas, these things, when you begin to study them as we are in these podcasts, to some degree, these potentially secret sides of the signs and so on, the reason that they can be so destructively active is when they are unconscious and unacknowledged. When you begin to study them from a, a positive and constructive side or just acknowledge that they're even there, suddenly now they're conscious and they don't have the power to affect you unconsciously. From then on, from the minute that you realize, hmm, there's some truth in this and you start seeing in yourself these things, uh, you have control over them. When, you, when a thought arises or a choice arises to be made, you can think, oh, let me take a minute here and think through this rather than fearing that it's going to destroy you. So if a man's and his life is falling apart, everything, everything that has to do with Cancerian security, his marriage, his job, his finances, everything is his business. And that's what he's being called to do is where are your inner resources? Yeah. This is where conscious living comes in to play. I agree. That's it. That's it. When you are unconscious, then you get un seemingly unconscious results. And frankly, uh, people who are living unconsciously are pretty predictable with astrology. You can pretty much just the, do the old cut and dried fortune telling because they're not self-aware in that way. It's sad. It really truly is because... You know, here's where the answers lie. Well, and on that note, I was thinking, okay, if the sun reflects our personality and our body, our physicality, and the, the moon is our soul and our intuition and our inner self, what about soul secrets or those inner secrets, those even subconscious secrets that we might not even consciously be aware of? And that's what the moon brings forward, I think. I think your moon sign at birth for anybody, cancer certainly, but any any sign, the moon tells you a great deal about karma, if you will, past lives. And it tells you a specific trait or theme or uh, motif by its sign, the moon sign at birth, that you are meant to pay attention to and develop in this life and even emphasize and accent whatever the sign is in. Is that sometimes uncomfortable? Yes, especially when you have a moon in, in hard aspect to planets like Saturn or Uranus or Neptune, and Pluto and Mars and so on. Yeah, it is hard. Uh, well, because, for example, I, I have the moon in Aries, but I'm a Libra. 
and I'm a full moon baby. And yes, my parents did ultimately divorce, but I've got the sun in Libra, which is the air sign rationality of me and the balance of me and the diplomacy of me and the tendency even to go along with other people first. But I have the moon in Aries, and that is all about me and my independence, my mind, my ambition, Mars rules Aries. It's a very self-centered sign, very romantic sign, very idealistic sign, all of which is true. But the moon in Aries, I am meant and I have the sun-moon opposition, as you know, Thomas, in a grand cross with Saturn on my descendant and Saturn moving Capricorn on my ascendant. So one of my, my moon in Aries, my life mission is despite the challenges with those that grand cross, I am supposed to learn what it means to follow my own self-determined course in life. Can I do it? Can I do it without upsetting or leaving a family? Or can I do it without upsetting or leaving a marriage? No, as it happened, I couldn't because of those, that grand cross. Yeah. So you see what I mean? So that, that, that moon sign becomes really important in anybody's chart. Mm, truly. As, it does. Far as, as far as cancer. Well, you know, one of the classic cancer characteristics is the nurturing, the mothering. The, uh, the soul, the moon, right? It's like you have that ability or that desire, that inner yearning to want to help others. How can that become a secret or a shadow side of the sign when it is one of the strengths? Well, if it's taken too far, then you have these ascetics who give up their own. And sometimes these are very religious and spiritually minded people. They give up a marriage and children and home and an income and all that to devote their lives to serving the poor, ser serving the needy, serving the sick. And to some of us, it might look like a sacrifice of all of these things that we are supposed to want, a home and marriage and happiness ever after. Uh, and yet to them, it doesn't feel like a sacrifice at all. Now, where it does become a problem, I think, is people who unconsciously sacrifice their own best self-interest to nourish and nurture other people. And notice what they, nourishing in, in, in a kind of neurotic sense, becomes a way of making yourself feel good at the same time that you are maybe enabling somebody else to go on because you're rescuing them from dealing with their real issues, which is why strong cancerians can make such great therapists. If you're giving some nurturing and nourishing somebody through therapy, giving them the tools that they need to get their lives back together and in shape, that's a very healthy kind. But if you are sacrificing, if you're spending more time out on the streets giving food to the homeless than you are taking care of your own spouse and children, that's an issue. Your priorities are a little out of whack. 
excellent. Always I great I hope that's stuff. making sense. It is. It is. And this, this little secret series opens us up to something that we otherwise wouldn't have quite connected with these signs. So thank you. If you'd like to connect with Robert, maybe you could talk about your own secrets. Maybe he would find some in your chart. <laughs> then you can connect with him in the links in the show notes. We've also have his chart that is there if you'd like to follow along with what we were talking about. It is available for download and our Discord channel where there's just an incredible conversation going on with Kristen. So check all of that out in the show notes and we will see you back next time on Old Soul, New Soul Astrology Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. 